welcome to my first podcast on the move today we'll be talking a bit about traveling some tips and tricks some of our favorite places to travel and i'm really excited because we've got a guest speaker for today nimat manzur who's all the way from dubai um hi nimat how are you doing i'm good how are you i'm good i'm excited are you excited very excited right so why don't we start off with um you introducing yourself um a bit about your background and where you've been of course yeah um like you said i'm currently living in dubai i've been living in dubai for around like 13 years now i was born in new jersey which is in the united states and i am from india wow so a bit of an international background to you yep i would say so <laughs> and how long have you lived in dubai uh 13 years around right so obviously you live would you say you live abroad or would you call dubai your home um i would consider dubai my home because i feel like i've since i've lived here for so long and from such a young age like we moved here when i was around four i definitely would consider it more my home than india or the u.s and so i guess for other people like it definitely obviously would seem like it is living abroad or like living in a different city but to me Dubai really is home I think because I've lived here for so long that's quite interesting so then when you go to India or you go to America does that feel a bit more like a holiday to you or what's that like then um well we do always visit during the summers or during breaks I don't know it's, it's quite weird because it does feel like going back home specifically when going back to India because I have so much family there um so it does kind of feel like you know going back to my hometown for a bit but then I've never lived in India so it definitely isn't my home like I don't have a home there I don't have a house it's just my grandparents and my cousins and everything but maybe it is the aspect of family that makes it feel like I'm going Mm. back home it's like what they say like the people is your home you know where the people are exactly so what would you say what are some of your favorite things about living in Dubai because obviously you know Dubai currently especially in the media is seen as this kind of place where these rich millionaires and social influencers go to and it's quite you know it's almost like this euphoric paradise set in the media is actually like that or is it quite different I do think that there are a lot of misconceptions about Dubai. Um, specifically, like you were saying, like a lot of people think it's this rich, luxurious place, which I'm not going to lie, that there definitely are a lot of aspects to Dubai that are very over the top and luxurious. But at the same time, not everyone who lives here is, while well, we all, I will say, are extremely privileged, um, not everyone is living that luxurious life that the media portrays a lot of the time Um, and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about Dubai is that it's always over the top which just isn't the case because there are a lot of places here and just a lot of things that you can do which is something that I appreciate about Dubai is that there's so much you can do here and it really it never gets tiring and I think also because Dubai is always changing, isn't it? Like it's always got new things, you know, it's not like whereas here, you know, people live in their towns or villages and they stay, they go to school there, they grow up there, then they get married there and, you know, they get retired there and you can't even get retired in Dubai, can you? So it's quite, it's not really the same kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you can never really get used to it because it always changes. And I think that's a really good aspect about it, though. Yeah, well, that sounds quite interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking we'll move a bit more into, you know, you and traveling. Um, so I've got a 
few questions I could ask you. Um, so first of all, what's your favorite place you've ever been to? Oh, that's a good question. Um, all right, there definitely are different factors I have to take into consideration here. Uh, I traveled to Barcelona around two summers ago, and I went with my sister and my mom, and that was one of my most favorite traveling experiences, I think. It's because it was so different. That was one of my first times in Europe in general, and it was really different to any of the places that I've traveled, so I do think that will always stick out to me. Um, so and- what, what kind of things did you do in Barcelona? Because I, I think I, I went to Spain, but I was quite young at the time. Like, I don't really remember much. I remember there was some dancing, you know, like the mm-hmm. with the flamenco dresses. I remember yeah. that. I mean, my cousin, we bought them when we were like five and there's a picture of us. <laughs> but that's pretty mm-hmm. much all I remember about Spain. So mm-hmm. we actually we did a flamenco dance lesson there. Really? Yeah, we did. Um, me and my sister my mom was like in the background recording us and that was really fun it was in this like this one like corner and some road but it was such a nice place and I really enjoyed it um and then obviously we did the classic sightseeing that you can never miss we visited La Sagrada Familia which is a very beautiful place um and then food obviously tried all sorts of food and overall it was a really fun experience and actually my mom had fractured her foot when we went on this one hike there and so that is something I definitely will not forget I bet Um, she won't either yeah I don't (laughs) think she did funny thing is we were going to U.S. after so she was like on the flight with a practically broken foot so did she have the crutches and everything yeah we were pushing her in a wheelchair (laughs) that sounds fun but yeah you said you mentioned food and I was thinking that I feel like food is one of it's Obviously, it's not the very best. There's other things, cultural things. But for me, I love trying different foods when I go travel. Like, especially because it's so different, right? Because you've got like Asian food, that kind of Asian cuisine. And then you've got European and they're just very different styles, like in terms of spice and things like that. So I feel like food is quite a fundamental thing to do. Like, I don't know, have there any been like any certain dishes that you've tried when traveling? Definitely. I agree. Like, I completely agree with you. I feel like food is one of the most cultural aspects of any country. Like, that's a fundamental aspect if you go visit somewhere. And um, I remember when we visited Barcelona, we tried, like, obviously the classic, like, the different tapas, those dishes. Oh, I love tapas. Yeah, they're small little dishes. Those are really yum. Um, And then whenever I traveled to, like, I remember when I traveled to Hong Kong for the first time, the one and only time, we tried, um, that was my first time trying lobster. Oh, right. I don't know if it's, I don't think it is a traditional dish. (laughs) I think you can can get lobster in other places. Yeah, I could probably get it in Dubai, but like this is my first time trying it. And I don't know, that just sticks out to me. But like you were saying, I think in general, like when I go to India, for example, the food I tried or like that my family makes in India is so incredibly different to like the food I try when I go to this, when I went to Spain or I went to London or anything like that. Yeah. So like you were saying, like, I really miss a really important factor in culture in general. Yeah. I really miss the food in Asia. I think, you know, here it's fish and chips. <laughs> it's just yeah, great. you can't really get food like you get in Asia. It's a different, it's no, a different it's breed, so I'll say. But then, like, I remember traveling with my parents once, and I think we were um, 
I think this was Cambodia, and there were crickets, and they were just selling fried crickets for you to try, and it's like a delicacy there. And I feel like, you know, if you tried to sell, I don't know, crickets in, I don't know, England, for example, you would be really weirded out. Whereas there, it's just like yeah. a delicacy, which is quite interesting. Agreed. Yeah. I think it is like there's so many delicacies from different cultures that seem so weird to us. Like, but yeah. obviously to them, it's just like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crickets for breakfast. Yum. Sounds good. Right. So um, another question if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, well, obviously, my first thought would be I'd love to go to England right now and see my best friend who I haven't in years. That's sweet. Okay, but really, you would choose England oh. out of all uh, the other places? Yeah. Definitely not. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, I think i'd i've always wanted to go to tokyo and i'm sure you know this uh, i've yeah. always wanted to visit Japan. i'll go with you i want to go to tokyo should we meet there should we go yeah, right now let's go right now sorry guys <laughs> podcast ended <laughs> but yeah that's always been on my bucket list i do want to visit mm. like japan as well as amsterdam that's also been on yeah. my bucket list in terms yeah. of somewhere in europe so but you yeah, know I'd say tokyo tokyo i think is one of the most expensive places to travel to Like, I read that somewhere. It's, like, one of the most expensive places. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, it seems so cool. Like, are there any specific, like, reasons why you'd want to go to Tokyo? I actually don't know where it started. But (laughs) all I know is that I've... You've been wanting to go since you were, like, since you're, like, 13. There's no reason. I know. It's been... I really don't know where it came from, but it's stuck for sure. (laughs) But, um, like, in general, though, uh, there's this one place in Japan called Osaka I'm sure I'm butchering pronunciation there but uh all I remember like from looking at pictures the cherry blossoms during spring there are the most beautiful thing ever it's so nice and I think that it was a big factor why I wanted to go to Japan just to see them because it's like it's different seeing pictures and actually living you know yeah and so I dif- I like really want to go to Japan for that reason and specifically mm-hmm. with Tokyo I think it's for the city life because yeah. obviously like I am living in a city and I need that kind of hustle and bustle even like when I'm graduating to go to uni that is something that I'm looking for and I feel like with Tokyo it's just like a completely different like it's a next level mm-hmm. the nightlife the just constant liveliness and so yeah. that is Japan something. Japan is quite interesting because you've got like that really that almost historical aspect where it's like all the traditional like Japanese culture but then you've also got the super modern aspect where it's like all about technology and the future and I feel like they're really advanced like if you've seen I don't know if you've seen there's a video of I think it's like a 3D advertisement by Samsung or something like that where it jumps Mm -hmm. out at you I'm like, oh. where else would you find that? Like, it's just very futuristic. Yeah, they really have, like, both ends of the spectrum all yeah. throughout the country. No, I think that's a... I, I'd go to Tokyo. <laughs> let's uh-huh. go together. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> right, so what's one memory from traveling that has stuck to you? So, I don't know, just when you were away somewhere, is there a certain memory that you always look back on and will remember as, like, something great because you traveled there? Um, to pop up in my mind, I mean, other than the my mother fracturing her leg, um, <laughs> but again, in Barcelona, it was 
something I've realized is that air conditioning just doesn't exist in Europe. Yep. Mm -hmm. And because there's no need, don't like, know, like here, yeah, we just buy fans. You don't know in Dubai because it's such a hot place. You cannot live without air conditioning. Yeah, and your so room, your room is always shock. set. Your room is always set, freezing cold. I remember you always had the AC, so it's like mm -hmm. it felt like you were in an igloo. I don't know what to tell you. This is just me. But um, yeah, I remember when we went there, there was no air conditioning and we went in the summer. So it was hot. I was like, and that wasn't what I was used to because I'm so used to air conditioning and everything. And we were switching Airbnbs and my mother thought it would be, this was before she fractured her leg, by the way, just to give some context. But um, my mother thought it would be the wonderful decision for us to walk all the way with lugging our huge suitcases throughout the entire town that we were walking to <laughs> and like there was construction going on as well and so like we had to take the most twisted route to reach this place and then when we reached there there wasn't even an elevator that we could go up so i had to like lug it across like four cases of stairs welcome so, to europe <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful <laughs> no but it was like it was a pretty like picture while we're walking through the yeah town, so i really did enjoy it but didn't enjoy the sweat but that's all right yeah um, but what the other thing I was gonna say was when I traveled to India um I don't know one of the multiple times um I never forget it because it's always such like a heartwarming experience because I see my cousins after so long and my dad's side of the family just in general like Indian families are usually quite large um at least they used to be and so whenever I went to India, it was like this huge reunion with all the cousins. And I vividly remember like being in one of their houses in India and we were playing mafia all together. And um, yeah, that's a memory I really never forget. And yeah, say those oh, that must two. be really nice. Um, so do you mind explaining a bit what mafia is? Because I don't know if, if that's like a common worldwide thing. Or I remember we used to play it, but I don't know if it's like a, you know, a normal thing that people play mafia is quite simply the best game to ever exist <laughs> and you play it in a group setting and to make it really simple right now basically there are you're passed around cards and within each of those cards it either says that you're a mafia you're a doctor or you're a civilian and that's like the very classic versions you have you can have different versions with different um characters as well but the whole purpose is that the mafia is the mafia's aim is to point at someone and get them out of the game and practically kill them like the mafia does and then the doctor has the ability to save someone in within the group and then as a group you're you have one narrator and they tell everyone to sleep and that's just everyone closing their eyes and then they say mafia wake up mafia wakes up points at someone within the group they want to kill and then mafia go to sleep doctor wake up point at someone you want to save and hopefully they pick the person who's been killed da, 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 da. and the whole purpose of the game is that the mafia has to try and kill as many people that they can so that they win the game and then the civilians and the doctor have to try and find out who the mafia is and vote oh, them out i miss playing that with you that was always so much fun we used to just so play that I. at school i don't Happy i don't know anyone day. who's i know i don't know anyone who's like i've talked to and who know what that game is so i don't know where it originated from but that was always yeah neither do i fun. i don't know where i learned that from even <laughs> um so i've got an instagram page um mm -hmm. on the move and I put up a little 
Q&A on my story and had readers and the audience to just ask a few questions. So I'm going to ask them to you now, if that's okay. Yeah. So we've got, um, are, do you have any tips and tricks for traveling? All right. Okay, I think for me, I really enjoy the whole airplane airport experience. And so I try my best to make the best out of that. And so I have a full routine when being on a plane. Right. And it starts the second I get on. I always carry like a, a little pouch with me that has like all the amenities, a face pack, uh, like the makeup for afterwards, like perfume in case I feel nauseous and all of that. So I think a very big tip especially if you get motion sick and this is what my sister does as well is like bring something to smell mm -hmm. so that yeah. you it can hopefully like distract you from feeling nauseous and also help you yeah. calm down also for um, me like what i have because i don't know if you get this but when i'm on the plane my ears get blocked quite a bit especially when you've been traveling for a long time so i often bring like mentos and for some reason that helps oh. like chewing mentos i don't know why I didn't know but then that. yeah that was helps with the whole like as soon as the plane takes off my what i always do is as soon as it takes off i put in earbuds or like earphones mm -hmm. and i play music as loud as it can get. oh yeah i do that too yeah and then i do the same thing when we're descending and yeah. when we're landing and because that's a tip for like the airplane experience but with traveling overall um obviously there are many different travel types like people who enjoy the planning aspect and those who enjoy the whole spontaneity of it all um, but I'd say like, I'd say lie somewhere in be between. Cause like, I don't enjoy having my whole day planned out like minute to minute, yeah. but obviously you don't I want do like a full itinerary of like, exactly right, on the 23rd hour, we will be doing this on the 24th hour, this. Yeah. Not so much. No, yeah. but, um, I do think it's good to have like a list of ideas of like what you want to do wherever you're like traveling that you can just tick it off. And, you know, obviously you can add to the list when you're there. It's not like a, a set list, but it helps you get a bit of a better idea of what you want to do there. And like when I, when I went to Barcelona for the first time, what really helped for me is that I've been taking, taking Spanish for a few years at school. And so if you're going somewhere foreign, it always, always helps to know at least the basics of the language. Because that way, like, in case of emergency situations, at least you'll know what to say, like, oh, where can I find this? Where can I find that? That or just have a translator app on your phone. Both work. But <laughs> that's a good, that's them, a good tip, though. That's a good tip. Unlike, like, my parents, I think it was um, my, my dad, when we went to France, he, he, like, my mom's fluent in French, but him, he knows nothing about French whatsoever and I remember this one time we went into a restaurant and he goes to the waiter he goes do you know where the poupelet is thinking for some reason that that's what toilet means oh, and the waiter no. the waiter just looks at him blankly and I'm like um the toilette really embarrassed oh, like I was gosh. I think I was like 10 at the time my face just went red and um yeah so that's a memory that stuck with me the embarrassment <laughs> of tra traveling with your family. Oh, goodness. But, um, yeah, you spoke about, you know, either being spontaneous or planning things, and that kind of brings us up to the next question that someone asked. They said, do you think you have to be a certain type of person to travel? Not at all. Not at all. So you think My just anyone can travel? So I think so. If you have the ability to, which I hope everyone does because everyone deserves to. But me and my sister, for example, we're like 
genuinely polar opposites when I say that I lie in between to her that sounds like like I'm some maniac that needs every (laughs) second of my day plan um but she's very much into the whole being spontaneous let's not have any plan let's just do what we see and that just goes to show that you know you don't need to be a specific type of person in order to like be able to travel and enjoy yourself because I think there's so many people out there who like to me maybe going out and taking a walk like that to me may sound interesting but then to you maybe staying in and like watching a movie somewhere like you know that yeah, all, like everyone's different, different people have different interests and I think you just need to like do what you find fun and then you're gonna have the trip of your life so don't look at it like there's a specific like yeah. checklist that you need to tick off you just need to do what you enjoy and that's all I that think, matters I think one like good tip though is to kind of put yourself out there and try new things because if you mm-hmm. want like the full like travel experience you're gonna have to try new things like you're going to a different place that you've never been to it's not gonna be the same so i would say you have to have a bit of a even if you're not an adventurous person just try and put yourself out there a bit more Mm, i do think so yeah you know like it's like your comfort zone yeah Yeah. it's like that jim carrey movie yes man you know just say yes oh yeah yes i want to go one day doing that see where i end up yeah (laughs) um Right, let's see if there's any more questions. Um, oh, this person asked, what do you think is the most important thing to remember for when traveling? Hmm. I think you always need to think about the weather because if you don't research into this, it can genuinely lead to detrimental effects. Let's say that, okay. That's actually I'm a good point. No, that, that's actually a good <laughs> point. Um, I think that genuinely is a really big thing because like, let's say you don't know what the weather's like when you're traveling there. Like you just assume it's going to be the same as you are when like wherever your home is. And then you go there and it's like either freezing cold or freezing or like crazy hot and you don't have the clothes for it. You just doing a little bit of research Mm. of wherever you're going can take you a long way. And so, I mean, I was thinking more like, passports boarding passes oh, but, no you, you know, don't need any of that the, we- the weather's more important so you <laughs> okay, know. if we're talking about it like that then yeah definitely obviously you need your passport some money to get you there who needs that when you can have the weather app <laughs> and then obviously you need to keep safety in mind always so carry whether that be pepper spray or like some type of yeah sharp item mm-hmm. well i mean do you think like so, for example, you know, at our age, we're 18, right? Do you think I'd be okay to travel by myself to a place or it's better to, you know, bring a friend with for safety reasons and also just for enjoyment? Or do you think it's fine to just, you know, travel by yourself? Like we were talking about earlier, I think it really is dependent on the person and like dependent mm-hmm. on what you're aiming to achieve. I think sometimes like it is important for people to go out on their own and experience things, experience yeah. things on their own, because that is that in and of itself is a completely different experience than going with friends, whether that be for safety or enjoyment. So I think it's important to like get that balance of doing yeah. things on your own so that you build up that independence, but also you're able to build a better relationship with yourself. And also that does mean that there's more responsibility on yourself to make sure you're you're safe constantly, you have the correct items, you're doing the right thing. Um, it is easier in that way with traveling with someone because in that way you kind of have someone to rely on the whole time. Um, but like we were saying, I think it's important that you do what you want to do. 
yeah. and you just do what you think you'll enjoy. Um, I think that is all the questions for now. So thank you very much for joining us today. Of course, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. It was really nice talking to you. It was great talking to you. Thank you for listening to my podcast on the move i hope you enjoyed it next week i'll be talking to john simmons a travel writer from australia who will be giving a bit of an insight into what it's like working in the travel industry if you'd like to hear more keep an eye out on my website and instagram for more updates so you can listen whether it's from home work or even on the move